This is the Real Estate Agent Superstars Podcast. I'm your host, RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. My guest this week is Donna Enert with the Mint Group at EXP Realty. And Donna is gonna share with us what she is doing to cultivate her client database, which is 95% of her business. Specifically, we're gonna dive into a really unique strategy that she has implemented where she does an annual review with each and every one of her clients and generates a ton of business from that one strategy alone. So let's get on with the interview. Thanks for joining us, Donna. How are you doing today? Great. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. Well, like I was, how I was introducing you, you are uh, just really an inspiration how you've grown your business. You've been in the business since 2015. Is that right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get into real estate? Well, so I was licensed um, many, many years ago when my baby was a baby, but, um, you know, 25 years ago, I, you know, and three little kids, the commission structure was kind of a panic thing for me. And I'm a hygienist by trade and worked for fantastic dentists. So I just couldn't take the leap. And I was a little bit afraid of being on a fully commissioned thing. Mm-hmm. My grandma has, my grandma was the first woman on the board of realtors hundred years ago no in the sixties. So she, so real estate's always kind of been in my family and in my blood and all those things. And I've always loved it. And so in 2014, 15, I was like, I'm done. I don't want to do, I don't want to do dentistry anymore. I, this is not where my passion is. And mm-hmm. so I took the leap and it's just been an upward trajectory since then. I, I've been extremely blessed with incredible clients and colleagues and have, it's just been a great journey since then. That's awesome. So going way back, what was your first transaction like? Oh, well, so the funny thing was, it's one of my husband's coworkers and he just literally trusted me a hundred percent and we took off. And so I got licensed. I started working with um, my previous brokerage and I literally had a closing 30 days after my license went active because wow. I, because I had Travis. And since then we've done four transactions together. Wait a minute. One, two, three, four, five. We've done five. We just closed the fifth one. So he's wow. kind of stepped up in his houses and, you know, you know, finally made it to his forever home. And he, he was, I was so blessed that he trusted me to trust the process. He, he really wanted to be in Loveland, but he didn't have a Loveland budget. And so mm. I was like, you know what, trust me. And Buy in Platteville, not where you want to be, but if you can be in Platteville for a couple of years, we can get you to Loveland. So we just followed the plan of a couple mm. of years and he stayed in that cute little Platteville house for a couple of years. He doubled his money. We went to Loveland. He stayed there a couple of years, you know, three, four years. We doubled that one. Um, and then now he's in his forever home he just built. So, Man, that's that's cool. Five yeah. transactions in eight years, yeah. eight, nine years. Yeah. Um, and that's a big reason why I wanted to have you on the show is you, you are uniquely good at cultivating your database and, and really um, serving your sphere and, and taking care of your clients. So was that something that was just natural to you or did you have to develop that or is it a little bit of each? I think it's a little bit of each. And I think that, you know, there are so many tools out there, you know, it's like grabbing a big giant fire hose. And I had to really hone in on what is, what can I work, what works for me? What can I do and do well? Because if I can do a bunch of things bad, 
it doesn't get me anywhere. So my goal with all of my clients is they're my forever clients. I want them to send their friends and their family and their cousins mm -hmm. and their brothers and everybody that they know. I want them to say Donna's the greatest and, and she helped me. And, and at the end of the day, that's really my goal is I want these people to be part of my family and my, my sphere, like my every day. So my CrossFit box, I sell probably 10 houses a year on average out of that box, mm -hmm. out of that group of people that I work out with every wow. day. And that is just such a blessing to me because that's my lifestyle. Those are the people that I see every day. And, mm -hmm. and then, you know, beyond that, once you have that transaction, you got to keep them, you got to get in front of their face, you know, because what is that average that they say, you know, everybody knows 10 or 12 real estate agents, and you may have had a really great transaction with them, but if you don't stay in constant, in somewhat of a constant contact with them, they, they forget about you. You know, so yeah. I, I have tried really to take that piece of the fire hose and go, you know, that's important to me to stay in front of them. Um, you know, mm -hmm. give them an annual real estate review, review their their assets, you know, see how they're doing in their life. You know, hey, their kids, their kid graduated, whatever it is that's happening. I want to be part of it. So I try real hard to stay involved. And again, they become my friends and my family. So that that part of it's not super hard to stay involved with them, but that's really mm. what my goal is, is to keep them in my circle. So I'm that yeah. one agent, not one of 10, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So how, how did you decide which things to implement and which things to say no to as you trial and error and, and, and what, and what sometimes I feel like I have too much pressure on myself. And when you have all of these things that they say to do, if I can't do them all well, I'm not succeeding. So mm -hmm. I had to sit down and go, okay, I know I can touch, I can touch my clients four or five times a year with, you know, a couple of little events here, or I can send them their, you know, a review of their real estate or, you know, just a, Hey, a happy text to them. How's it going? You crossed my mind today whatever it is, I know I can do those things. And so I mm. had to take the ones out of it that I know I could accomplish and accomplish well, because if you do everything kind of halfway, I wasn't getting it done. You know what I mean? It's and like, I felt like I wasn't getting yeah. it done and I wasn't. So I had to really sit down and go, okay, I can do these things and I can do them well. So could I do, could I add to it? Probably, but mm -hmm. At the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm very consistent on, on a monthly basis. Everybody that closed in that month, I go through it. I send out my annual real, real estate review, and it's basically a review of their asset. Hey, look what your, your house has done for you in the last year. This is your neighborhood. This is how things are going for you. Tell me how your life is. And I, I write them a handwritten note. Some people I meet for coffee, and I hand it to them. And then we have that touch. And that's been super successful for me. I think that's probably the most successful thing I've had in my business. Yeah. And I, wa I wanted to dive a little bit more into that annual review because that's something that you do do really well. And you were telling me how much success you have from that. So uh, what all is in this annual review? Like specifically, what kinds of things do you put in there? So it's really specific to their property, their neighborhood. Okay. I put it in my little thing and, mm -hmm. you know, I basically, it's my little cover and I, it just says, Hey, this is what you've got and what your neighborhood has done. You're, you're increasing the 
in Colorado, it's typically it's increasing. This year, it's been kind of slow, you know, like mm-hmm. it hasn't been as great as it's been in the last couple of years. But it also gives people an idea of like, hey, is it time to turn it? Is it time to keep it as a rental? It, do I refinance it? Well, you know, so a lot of people don't really understand, you know, what that asset can do for them. Can I borrow against it to buy a rental? Can I, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of things that can happen. Mm-hmm once you own real estate to build your real estate portfolio. So I spent a lot of time just going through like what really, how to make their asset perform for them. So okay. um, really it's their neighborhood and their house and what, what it can do for them in their long-term financial goals. Okay. Okay. So for those of you listening, she held up her um, kind of, it's kind of like a brochure, like a four it page. Is, and I put their stuff inside the center of it. So okay. inside of it, okay. it'll have like all of their home information, their neighborhood information, okay. what's going on in their neighborhood, like statistic wise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do like the NAR uh, uh, RPR, which is like a nationwide kind of thing in there that this is statistically for Weld County or Larimer County or whatever county they're in, how how things are going. And then for Colorado in a general, you know, overview of Colorado. So I, and I just put it inside this and I send it out to them and then they know they see my face on the front of it and they know that they're Donna's sending me another review on my house, you know, and a lot of people go, it's time for us to move. I didn't realize I had that much money or I want to buy our investment property or I want to, you know, so I think that's really been a good touch for me with my clients for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it the same data points for each client or do you kind of mix and match according to what their situation yeah. is? I do it. I do do it based off of what type of property they have. So I have a lot of clients that have straight up just investment properties. I have huh. some that are commercial. I have some that are, um, you know, just your regular neighborhood. So mm-hmm. it's really specific to what type of property they have, what type of client they are. Are they are they investors? Are they just the family? Are they, you know, are they my, my tree farmers, you know, you know, whatever it is that is specific to that client. Okay. Gotcha. So then on the outside cover part that you showed me, I was thinking to myself, how do you get that nice of a brochure looking thing printed for each individual person? But that's the same it's the information same on that it's cover. It's what goes in the inside that's different. Yeah. Okay. What do you put on that outside cover? On the outside cover? Uh-huh. Uh, so I see your just, I see your picture there. My information and then, in their annual review. Okay. Yep, and then the contact on the back, and then some, you know, just really like this is, you know, I'm your. I, I don't know if you can see it. My house is very bright. Yeah, not the best on the camera, but it looks like. There you go. That's oh, about about what the home value report is, yeah. and then a yeah. little bit about yourself. It looks like. Yep, a little blip, and yep. then of course contact all my info. contact information on the back. And if mm-hmm. they're newer clients, um, sometimes I'll put some testimonials in there. You know, like, mm-hmm. hey, this is Donna. You know, a little bit of like wagging my, <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Some of my um, reviews or stuff like that in there. Gotcha. So, do you then do you? call them ahead of time to see if they'd want you to deliver it by hand or do you just automatically mail it or how do you do that? So it really depends on the client, you know, so I have some that, you know, 
they're just straight up investors. And so I just usually just mail it to them. But most of them, I try to deliver them to them. I have a conversation. Hey, let's meet for coffee, you know, or, you know, whatever. And a lot of times too, sometimes people are just too busy in their life and I'll just mail it to them. You know, I always send a yeah. hard copy though. I don't email it. Typically, I usually send a hard mm -hmm. copy in the mail so they can hold it and look at it and do whatever they want with it. But I really try to do a, a sit down coffee or just to catch up on your life kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I'll send them a text um, you, call. Gotcha. So, so the people you aren't able to get ahead a hold of before you send it, do you follow up then afterwards as well? Just sometimes, make sure you know, you got usually this? I'll get a um, an email or a text back that says, "Hey, I got it. Thanks for thinking about me. Wow, I can't believe my house has increased so much." And yeah, so usually I'll get a touch back from them. You know, and okay. I just try okay. to every month. So, like, you know, I think this month I have twenty two or twenty three that went out in December. And I try okay. to do it in the beginning part of the month and then I'll follow up at the end part of the month. Hey, did you get it? Do you guys have any questions? You know, if I, if yeah. I wasn't able to have coffee with them or whatever, I'll do a follow-up mm -hmm. text or call and say, do you have any questions? Can I do it? And you know, sometimes people are busy and you don't really hear back from them, but you still made sure. the effort. And I think that that is really um, the important part. And I'm sure they, I mean, even if you don't hear back from them, they notice it and they see it. Yeah. Yeah, most of them text back and say, thanks, I got it. It was great. Or, you know, yeah. yeah. So I usually always get a response back. How, how much time does it take you to put together each one, would you say? Oh, probably hour-ish, depending on okay. how in-depth okay. it is. If they're commercial properties, it takes a little bit longer because you got to look up comps and yeah. things like that. Um, but so I usually dedicate a good two days a month to it when I'm time blocking of, okay. you know, okay. going through my database of who closed that month. I do mine monthly. There are some in my, in my team that do theirs once a year. I couldn't do that. That's like 400 transactions. Oh, I don't know how you do that. And I, I feel like for me, I'm much more successful at it, doing it monthly. I go through my, my closings of January, February, March, you know, whatever it is. And, if I have a closing in January, I add it to the list. So then next year I roll around and, and I know that, you know, I've added it. So for me, it's much more efficient to do it that way because it okay. just ends up okay. being too much. But it's really too, I would say, depending on how big the month is, it's two to four days a month I spend on okay. it. Okay. Wow. So, but I mean, with the, with the impact it has, I'm sure that's valuable time spent. Absolutely. I think, uh, this year, 20 out of my 22 closings, I think 19 of them were previous clients or referrals from previous clients. That's really solid. That's yeah. solid. I mean, my wheels rolling. That's that's the goal there is that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not necessarily chasing new business. You know, the business is coming to me. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. do you, you mentioned you have about 22 in December. Is that a typical month? About 20, 25? Well, that's, you know, that's year over year. So that's, you know, every year I've had. A right. No. Yeah. The, yeah. As yeah, far as your whole this, database. Yeah. And, and yeah. So my database is pretty, my closing database is like four. I think I've got 460 or 470 in there. Okay. 470 okay. closing somewhere in there. Some of them fall off, you know, like they've moved out of state or, mm. you know, things like that. So you don't have to follow, follow those. But, um, yeah, so typically I do, I would say between 10 and 35 or 40 real estate reviews a month. Okay, okay. What's your plan for, I mean, do you 
I assume you plan to continue growing your business. What's your plan to scale this? Or do you think you'll have to get to that point where maybe there's parts of this that you delegate or you can't do it all? So I'm a bit of a control freak. That's a hard thing for me. <laughs> it's a scary <laughs> word, delegate. I don't really, that's a hard thing. And I think yeah. this part of it I'll always probably touch, you know, just because mm. I think that's the personal aspect of it that, you know, sure. they want to see that I am, you know, being their trusted advisor, I am looking at their asset, I am reviewing it with them. That that to me is an important aspect of it. I don't know that I'll delegate that out. Um, other parts of my business, for sure, like I have somebody who helps me with my social media and I have people that help me with, you know, like the back end of it, which, you know, mm -hmm. like bookkeeping and things like that, because I don't have the space for it and I'm not good at those things. I'm really sure. good at being an interaction with my clients. Yeah, that, that's where my skill set is. So I have to pick and choose what those things are that I have to let somebody else do for me. Yeah, you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. It's so hard to let go. It, it is. And, and, and that's what really, I think, obviously, makes me really good at my job, too, because I'm a chaser. I really want to mm -hmm. I want to get it, get it done, do it right, make sure that it's OK. And, and mm -hmm. not that everybody else can't do it. I just feel like I have to do it. Do you know what I mean? So it's really hard for me to yeah. let, especially the part that is, you know, that one and when I need to have it with my clients. And so that's the, this part of it is something I probably will never delegate out. Okay. Plus well, I, I think totally, I need to be, I need yeah. to be educated on if I delegated that out of, you know, someone else doing that review and I get a call from my client and of course I would review it or whatever, but if I don't really look at the data and don't really understand it and I get a call, I have to be able to regurgitate that to them in an educated manner. And if I wasn't the one that did it, I don't know that I would feel confident enough in, in sharing that, you know? That's a really good point. So yeah. for me, I have to touch that and make sure that I'm reviewing it and knowing that mm -hmm. the, the data that I'm giving them, the information I'm giving them is solid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So uh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, you do a lot of other really fun and unique things. One, one that you mentioned is your lottery ticket strategy or, or a marketing effort. What, tell me more about that. Well, so I feel like at Christmas, I don't know if you feel this way at the holidays, I feel like there's just this bombarded of stuff, you know, mm -hmm. there's cards and gifts and things like that. And I was really struggling with how do I touch my clients at the holidays to say thank you to them and not get caught up in that. Oh, it's another card. It's another, you know, so I started thinking about what I could buy you a pie, you know, I mean, but at the end of the day, I felt like I wanted to make a difference in something that maybe I could be helpful to someone else. So last year I started doing this where I made a donation to something that was important to me. And last year I did the street dog coalition, which is a, a, a nonprofit that helps families that are homeowners that have pets that are at risk of losing their homes or whatever. And so I, mm -hmm. I made a pretty substantial donation in my client's names. And so in January I sent the little card along and said, Hey, you know, here's the, I made a donation and here's here, you know, happy new year. So I send a new year's card every year that says, you know, I want, you know, for a great, happy, prosperous new year. And then I send a scratch card and say, you know, just a lotto ticket and say, Hey, shoot me a picture of you scratching this. If you win anything. And I got the cutest yeah. 
pictures back from people that were like, I won two bucks or, you know, I won five bucks or whatever. And I think the most was 25, but still at the end of the day, they thought it was yeah. really fun. And it was, it was cute. So I got a lot of interaction with it. And mm -hmm. I think I'm going to do, I think I'm going to do that again. I don't know what charity I'm going to pick yet this year. I have to kind of do a little bit of, um, research on that and see which one I, I want to use this year. But I just felt like I can make a bit bigger impact than buying somebody a pie. You know, I don't know. I just, that was my thought. Yeah. And, and, um, everybody thought it was super fun. So that was kind of my goal this year. Do it again. Yeah. Well, one it's different. I mean, I've heard that strategy before, but not anyone that is actually implementing. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, I hear a lot about a lot of people delivering pies, Yeah, but I love, I love the interactive part of the that lottery ticket thing. Right. Send me a picture. And I, I did get, I probably got 10 or 15 little goofy little snapshots from people sending me a picture of their scratch card with sad faces or, you know, two bucks, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And that, I thought that was a lot of fun. So that, that's, that's really why cool. I'm going to do that again. Now, now, do you, let me ask you this. Do you hand write all those addresses on yes, the envelopes? Yes, I hand write them all. And I write everybody a little <laughs> note that says, you know, wishing you the best in your family. And yeah, I handwrite them all. Yeah. You must have a strong writing hand. It takes me a good <laughs> couple of days. I'll be honest with you. If I can get it out in January, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, so yeah. that's why, you know, the beginning part of January and it takes me a while to get them out. So that's my, that's my Whew. plan. Yeah. You are, you are incredible on that. That's, that's amazing. Well, I'm, I'm trying to be. So that's, again, that's picking the things that I know I can get done. And that's, mm. I know I can get that done. I don't yeah. know that I can deliver 300 pies. That's a lot of driving. Yeah. yeah. So I did one, one year for my referral partners and it was probably 50 that I delivered. Uh -huh. And even that was, it took a long time yeah. driving around town and I'm down in Denver. So it's a lot more, you know, well, I have clients all over the front range. Literally okay. I sell from, you know, the Wyoming border all the way down. I have a listing right now in um, Glade Park, which is on the Western Slope. So, I mean, I'm kind of all over the place. I just can't, I, I just can't do it. That'd be way, yeah. yeah. Driving that much would be yeah. nuts. I just can't. So, I, again, it's choosing what I can do and do well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. Well, that's, that. I mean, that's really wise of you to realize it. Yeah. I think that's a common thing, like you said, you know, Jack of, Jack of many trades, master of none, or whatever the phrase right, is. Right, exactly. So, and completing exactly. your bridges. Have you ever heard that term? I have heard that term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. a lot, of, a lot of people start building bridges, but they never and, finish the bridge. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and I think honestly, at the end of the day, you know, I know when we first, um, when my team and I came came out and joined EXP, and we we started our logos and making up our own stuff, and you know. We were, I was like, we just got to go. And, and there was a lot of time where um, a couple of my colleagues were like, we can't, it's not perfect. And I was like, nobody's going to notice if they don't love the, the logo. Yeah. They don't have a preconceived notion as to they what don't it should be. An idea. And so at the end of the day, we just went because we had to, we, we couldn't spend too much time in the weeds on what that logo looked like, you know? And since then we've kind of morphed it and it looks a lot better, but again, that's completing the task. We have to complete the task before we can move on to the next thing. And if we can't get that task completed, we can't move on to the next thing. So sometimes yeah. is it always perfect? No, but yeah, I'm there's another the phrase. I, 
Yeah, right. There's another phrase I love. Perfection is the enemy of progress. Absolutely. Absolutely. A lot of us get caught up in that perfection thing. Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, Well, something else you do really well is you hold some events every year for your clients. What kinds of things do you do on that? So this year we did axe throwing. Okay. (laughs) Which was kind of fun. It was actually a lot of fun. So we just rented a place out and provided food and stuff and and had it for like three or four hours. And we did it in Boulder and it was a lot of entertainment. We did that one in the spring. And then in the fall this year, we did a pumpkin patch where we hired a professional photographer to come out and everybody could take their pictures for their fall or Christmas cards or whatever. And we provided food and there was a pumpkin patch and um, just some fun stuff for the kiddos. And that's been... Um, I would say like, it's kind of a hit or miss, you know, like sometimes I get a lot of clients and this last time I had like five. So, you mm. know, I mean, but again, they get to see that invitation every, we're trying to do them quarterly, but we got, mm. you know, when we switch brokerages and starting that back up again, um, we got two in this year, which I was very thankful that we were able to get two in. And we did have, um, you know, the people that are your, your core clients that love you and refer you and they always show up and I'm always so mm-hmm. thankful to see them. So it, it was great that both events came off really well this year. So we're going to so, do the- so an ax throwing, was it where you were standing against the target and they got to we had like some teams. It was actually a lot of fun. Crazy enough. I was actually pretty good at it. My husband was a little concerned because I was like oh, yeah. right on the, right on the target every time. So it was a lot of fun. That one, that one was a lot of fun. I would do that again. Where, where did you do that? Is there one up your way or was it down no, in Denver? No, we did it in Boulder. Or? It's like right off of Pearl and... Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, something Pearl and something. But yeah, okay. we just rented okay. the place out for... They do it in blocks of time. So we just rented the place out and, and oh, brought... Nice. They, you, you can bring your own food in. So we brought some Snarf sandwiches in and stuff. And yeah. my kiddo made cupcakes. And yeah, it was a lot of fun. That's awesome. So what, what advice would you have for someone that's starting in the business right now? What's one of the first things that you would do if you're just getting started? I would tell them to build your relationships because it's a relationship business. You build your relationships. Um, again, more, most of my business, if not all of my business is is built on my relationships with my CrossFit friends, with my coworkers, you know, I mean, like, my coworkers, my team, it's a relationship business. So I would say, you know, build your relationships and the business will come. Okay. Okay. You know, it's, it's funny because it's pretty rare that I talk to someone that's a high producer like yourself that says, you know, buy internet leads or, you know, call up Zillow and get on the premier agent list. Yeah. I don't think like that. Yeah. It's I would almost say always um, this year I did try a new thing. Um, it's called making it rain with the XP and it's really, they just filter through your, your social media. And mm-hmm. I just got, I had one closing so far from it. I started in October and I've had one closing and um, just a super nice lady that came from Texas ended up being a cash buyer. And honestly, you know what she said to me? She goes, you called me back. And I was like, well, yeah. <laughs> And she was like, you're the only one. She was like, I was so grateful that somebody actually touched base with me. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, you immediately called and you immediately texted me and you, you were, and I was like, 
there you go. So that's the other thing I would say is call your clients back because yep. answer your phone. You know, those are the other things to answer your phone, call your clients back, you know, build your relationships. Yep. Yeah. Basic business. Basic business. And honestly, she'll be a client for life. She moved from Texas. I picked her up at the airport because she couldn't get a, a rental car because there were no rental cars. I said, I'll just come get you. Drove down to the airport, picked her up. She bought a, a beautiful $800,000 house in Greeley. Hmm. Cash. Nice. Wow. So, you know, I mean, like, could I, I answered the phone. I went, she was like, I can't believe you came and got me. And I was like, well, how else would this have worked if I went and come and got you? Because you didn't have a car. You know, it was totally right, fine. Right. Yeah. So that's, again, building those relationships and, you know. And then my, my husband had to go meet the locksmith to change the locks at her, at her new house before she got here too. So those are those things, you know, going a little bit above and beyond, you know, because mm -hmm. she's coming from Texas with her two little kids into a house that had to have new keys, you know? So those mm -hmm. are things that, you know, going, going above and beyond. And I think that that always, again, is building that relationship. Yeah. Yep. Sets you apart for sure. Yep. Hopefully. Yeah, That's the goal, well, you know. Obviously, it seems to be working for you. Yeah, it's been working um, pretty good. Yeah. yeah. So, if we were to fast forward two years from now, let's say, you were looking back at the past two years, um, what what kinds of things will have you you have accomplished that you'd be be proud of? Well, I think if I can help as many people as I can help, I'll be I'll be thrilled. At the end of the day, I never really worry about what I'm making or how many sales I had or at what volume I'm at or any of those things. I have, you have to not be attached to that. You have to be attached to helping that person, no matter what mm. it is, you know, pain and pleasure, whatever it is in somebody's life. If you can help them, the money will come. Your transactions will come. Your, your volume will be there. If you come from mm. a place of I'm here to serve you and do what's best for you. If I can do those and do those things, well, I'll be thankful. Wow. Drop the mic. That's <laughs> well said. Well said. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. It's really thank cool you. to hear about thank what you. you're doing in your business. So thank, thank you. you. Thank you everybody for listening to that awesome interview with Donna. Hope you guys got some great nuggets from that uh, interview and got some great ideas on things that you can implement in your business. If you want to connect with Donna, I've shared all of her social media links below in the description of this podcast and also a link to her website. So go connect with her so you can follow what she's doing and learn even more. And if you enjoyed the show, please share it with your friends in the industry. Subscribe and, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Once again, my name is RJ Baxter with Intercap Lending. Thank you again for listening.